0: I'm Mike Vardy, and today, I'm going to have a productive conversation with Jeffrey Shaw. How many people can say they've never worked for anyone else? Selling eggs door-to-door at 14 years old began a lifetime of self-employment. For today's guest... Jeffrey Shaw. As a speaker and small business coach, Jeffrey helps self-employed and small business owners gain control of their business in what seems like otherwise uncontrollable circumstances. Drawing on his experience as a renowned portrait photographer, Jeffrey shows business owners how to see business through a different lens and strategies to compose the often chaotic pieces of life and business into sustainable success. And you know how big I am on sustainability, especially when it comes to productivity. Well, we get into that in a whole bunch more. Uh, Jeffrey's TEDx Lincoln Square Talk is featured on TED.com. He's the host of the top rated podcast, The Self Employed Life, and the author of the book, The Self Employed Life which we're going to get into today as well. He's also an in-demand keynote speaker at conferences, events, and universities, a LinkedIn learning instructor like yours truly, and a contributing writer to Entrepreneur Magazine. So without any further ado, it's time for me to have a productive conversation with Jeffrey Shaw. Jeffrey, thanks for joining me today. Hey, Mike, I'm thrilled to be here with you. Thank you. So are a lot of people feeling like they're self-employed right now, working from home? Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's been a it's been a fun dynamic for those of us that have always been self-employed to watch the the uh, corporate folks scramble to try to figure out how how to live without structure.
0: Yeah, yeah thr- <laughs> So,
1: the- I have uh, it's been it's kind of been an evil joy for me watching people that are less accustomed to. Um, to working from home. And you know, I'm used to working from anywhere and just making any situation work as is the true spirit of entrepreneurship and self-employment.
0: Well, you're the host of the Self-Employed Life podcast. And that's what I want to lead right in with, with that initial thought. The, the new book is called The Self-Employed Life, Business and Personal Development Strategies that Create Sustainable Success. And right out of the gate, we we're talking like how many businesses were thrust into this idea of dealing with Having almost all, like a lot of employees feel as if they are, quote, working for themselves or self-employed because there's this isolation element to it. Can you talk a little bit about um, kind of what got you into really wanting to make sure that you shared your insights and thoughts on living the best self-employed life that you can?
1: Mm -hmm. you know because i think being self-employed is really complicated honestly and in part of what makes it complicated there's two factors that i'll that i'll uphold as i think what make it complicated one is that you know the old adage in business that don't take it personal doesn't apply to us Mm. right it's all personal Mm -hmm. and 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 in multiple directions right there's a way in which it's personal because we care so when you're self-employed it's it's your baby you know that's a very common phrase and how could it not be personal but the 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 link to it being personal that has always most fascinated me and I actually believe is the the key to success is that when you're self-employed and it's so much a part of who you are, the way to success is through personal development. Mm. And that's why in my book, The Self-Employed Life, I introduce this concept of a self-employed ecosystem, right? The three parts of the ecosystem being personal development, business strategies, and daily habits and mindsets. Those are the three parts you need. But at the end of the day, the route to success or the route to success for a self-employed business owner is, it's a link to your personal development, right? So, I look at it as kind of a, a, a an issue of capacity, mm. right? If I want more success, if I want to go to the proverbial next level of my business, I have to go into the next level within myself first. I have to be prepared, willing, and ready to receive the business. And right down to, you could say the logics of a business, what a, what a lot of businesses doing correctly is they set up their systems uh, their their systems of productivity, their CRMs, what have you. They set it up for the capacity of the business they have, rather than the capacity of the business to come. Right. And I think we need to look at our. And when you're self-employed, you're kind of a system of the business, right? So you want to always develop yourself personally for the business to come, the future to come that you want, not just at your current state. So there's an there's just a, a without a doubt, a connection between personal and your business. And the other, I think, complication of being self-employed is that literally, Mike, no one has, has written a book like this before. I, When I had the idea, I, I turned to Amazon and, and searched for books for self-employed people. And they were really boring things like taxes when you're self-employed or you know, ridiculous things. Um, what I realized that fundamentally, one of our challenges when you're self-employed is that Everything we need is all over the place, right? So we hire coaches for our mindsets. We go to conferences for strategies. We hire gurus for some other bit of information. We end up having to run all over the place. And at the same time, people accuse us or accuse ourselves of being all over the place, right? Mm -hmm. So part of my goal of this book, which is why I created as an ecosystem, is bringing everything that a self-employed business owner needs in one place, in one book, so you have the personal development strategies, the business strategies, and the mindsets all in one place.
0: Well, and the idea behind the ecosystem, too, is that it's ongoing. It's not like, you know what I mean, like you're you're immersed in it. Um, I know when I saw uh, Mike Morrison, who runs uh, the Membership Guys uh, website and, and helps people build memberships. He said, you know, obviously when, when businesses are building things, they talk about funnels and ladders and, you know, like the different tiers. And he said, what you want is an s- ecosystem so that when someone lands in there, and in this case, it'd be you and the self employed person that lands in there, you're surrounded by it. There's, you know, it, it's, it's, it's basically you dwell in it because you are anyway, right? Like, I mean, you really, like right. you said right out of the gate. Um, one of the things that I've found lately is, as I've brought on more help. This time around, because I've done this, you know, I've been self-employed for over a decade now, um, and I've had successes and failures with bringing on people to help me, is if I don't have my stuff straight, wouldn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, right. I like that was the big thing. But recently, once I've started to do this, and I've felt really, I wouldn't say comfortable, because I don't think that's the right word, but confident in the direction, there's almost an ease you know, there's almost an ease to it, not easy, but there's an mm-hmm. ease to, you know, getting, let's say, getting out of your own way. Like, you know, you, 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 there is this ability where you feel like, hey, you know what, I can, I can get out of my own way and the thing isn't going to fall apart like, like a house of cards. And I think to your point, the personal development piece, because you're so intertwined, if you don't have that, you know, lockdown and happening on an ongoing basis, then it, you're in trouble.
1: Yeah. I, I tell you, you know, part of the reason why I relate it to an ecosystem is because I also don't want, I don't want to let people off the hook. Right. I mean, an ecosystem in nature is healthy when all components are healthy. Right. And I think part of the problem with small businesses and self-employed businesses is that they, they start trading off, you know, where this part of the business is healthy, but that part is, isn't. And the, problem is is that just like an ecosystem in nature it just takes one part of the system to be off i mean if you look at what's happening at the you know the great barrier reef in australia the water temperature is too high it's killing the the coral reef as the reef is dying that's affecting the fish life and so it only takes one element to to wreak havoc on a business or minimally to prevent it from thriving in its healthiest way most of the My clients, most of the people I work with, they're not at the threat of failing, thank goodness, because I'm not the coach that you're going to turn to if you're, you know, as a last resort. Mm. Um, But they are frustrated that they're not going to the next level. They are frustrated that they're working, working really hard but not getting ahead as much as they would like. So that is always a problem with the ecosystem. And so to me, I wanted to relate it to nature because... I wanted, I didn't want to let people off the hook. It's like, no, you need Your whole system needs to be healthy in order for it to really thrive. I also, I have learned a ridiculous amount from sea kayaking, which is my pastime. Mm. And I live here in Miami and um, I I kayak as, as frequently as I can. And I actually had to hold back from telling more and more stories in the book about kayaking <laughs> but because it's in nature like there's a ph- I mean you start learning a lot about currents yes
0: you do kayak in the sea right we kayak and, up here too I mean up in Victoria yes. BC it's right my buddy has a couple of ocean kayaks first off I mean not only do you realize there's certain types of kayaks and there's certain type like there's so right. many things to learn but go ahead I mean it's yeah that, you're speaking my language
1: yeah. I mean, to me, it's, you know, when you're the, the issue of current, you're either with the current or you head it, you mm-hmm. hit it straight on. Mm-hmm. The worst position you want to be in is slightly to the side. Yes. Right. Because <laughs> you're just going to get beat from the side. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Hey, ideally, you know, and I usually do, my partner and I will kayak for like, usually it's about a four hour venture. We go out cause we go out to a destination and we'll turn and come back. And mm-hmm. it usually takes about four hours to accomplish that. But one way or the other, the tide is going to work against us at some point, right? So we might be lucky enough to go out with the tide, but coming back, we're going to be against it or vice versa. So it's always just part of the, 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 uh, the reality of it. But you start learning that, hey, it's great when you're in flow. It's great when you're going with the tide on the ocean as well as in business and in life. But there, you are going to hit resistance and the key is to hit it straight on. And, and it's a classic metaphor, but that's exactly how a plane takes flight. A plane takes flight going against the wind, not with it, Mm
0: -hmm. right?
1: The worst position in kayaking and in business is when you're just a little off, Mm -hmm. right? Because then you get beat from the side and you exert far more energy trying to keep bringing the point of the kayak back aligned, right? It's sort of, that's what we experience in business. If you don't have all the systems in your business firing all the components of the self-employed ecosystem... If something is off, you're like a kayak that's not pointing either with or against the current. You're just slightly off, and you're working far more hard. You're far harder than you need to, uh, and you want to realign and get that uh, the entire system of your business working.
0: Well, and I can speak from experience that one day we went out, and that's the other thing too. Is sometimes you don't know. The water looks like it's going to be calm, and then it'll yeah. sudden it's, And I remember I went out with my friend. And it was like we were going out to one of uh. We have these chain islands here, and we went. What we'll do is we'll go out and then we'll stop on one of the bigger islands and just have lunch, you know, and then we'll get back in the kayak. And so we're getting some exercise in, we're getting some friend time in. And actually right now in in the midst of COVID-19, it's actually not a bad thing to do because you're far enough away from each other. You can kind of make that stuff happen. But I remember when we got back in the water, uh, the current had picked up and I was just, like you said, just slightly misaligned and it, not only are you are trying to straighten yourself, but you're trying to make forward progress and doing both, ugh my shoulders were burning by the time yeah. i was done like yeah. i couldn't and, and it's interesting you you as you tell this story and i'm you know i'm a writer too so i mean you 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 want to involve storytelling and have multiple ways of kind of getting your message across in the book you talk about the business ideas of of, of multiples and mm-hmm. i'd like can we dive into that a little bit because i think sure, it's especially to. important right now and especially if people do find that they're you know in their proverbial kayak and they're like i'm not making headway what can i do
1: yeah it's actually this is uh the whole idea of of a business model multiples is is really near and dear to me because my background is is as a portrait photographer for very affluent families and i've been still doing very little of it but it's been 36 years i mean i started when i was 20 years old um and the um you know, so I've always as a creative minded person and, and Mike, I, I think most people that st- are brave enough to start a business are are creative to some degree. That doesn't mean you're in the traditional creative businesses, but, you know, hey, you're pretty creative if you're brave enough to to create something from nothing. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, what has always been challenging for me is that is living in a world when you're creative minded and you're always told to sit still, focus on one thing. And then you go into business and the world tells you to to pick a niche. Right? Pick right. One thing to one audience. And there was a time when that worked beautifully. And in the 80s, when I started my photography business, that it, it was the perfect business model at the time, uh, because honestly, money flowed freely and uh, it was the age of specialization. And I chose a very specific niche. I was a you know, portrait photographer, traditionally posed uh, in color for rich people. Like it couldn't, it doesn't get much more niche. That's just not the business model of today. It's Mm -hmm. not a safe business model as we've seen over the past year with, with COVID. You know, if, if your industry is down, you're, you're in trouble. So I've always been a proponent of allowing people the freedom, um, to, to express themselves in multiple ways. And now I actually think it's just a much smarter business model. So the idea is First of all, I think we need to redefine the term of niche. If we're not going to get rid of it, people still like to talk about having a niche. I, we want to redefine it as the niche is your area of specialty,
0: mm.
1: right? Whether you're a personal brand or you're a company, doesn't matter how big or small, what is your area of expertise? Own it, right? But as the term says, in an area of expertise, area by definition has room to it. Okay, so the, the scenario I like to give is: imagine you're walking down a street and there's two people talking on a sidewalk, and as you pass them, you hear one person say to to the other, um, "Oh, that that Mike Vardy, he's the go to expert for blank." Right? What do they say? And if if you can't name what you want those people to fill in that blank with. How can anybody else? Mm. That's when you know that you you haven't taken ownership of an area of expertise. But once you own your area of expertise, if we're going to call anything a niche, the niche is your area of expertise, there are likely to be multiple audiences and multiple ways in which you can convey that expertise. Right? My area of expertise is self-employed business owners, but I can express that through speaking, podcasting, writing books, Uh, I'm hosting a summit, Uh, I'm starting a self-employed business school, right? Once, because I own my area of expertise, you start imagining all the different ways you can express it, and even the multiple audiences. And for me, even though my audience are self-employed business owners, there are multiples in it, because uh, by and large, I work One-on-one, I work with businesses that tend to have been in business for a number of years, three years, five years, sometimes 20 years. Um, But an issue that's very near and dear to me right now are due to the rate of high unemployment is helping people that are becoming self-employed for the first time. Maybe they've lost their job, right? And they're starting companies or for my one-to-one coaching, I work entirely with people who transition from corporate to self-employment. This happens to be something I'm really good at. I love working with those brave souls. They, you know, they're midlife. They're probably forty, between 40 and 65 years old, and um, they want to do their own thing. So there are multiple audiences. There's the self-employed, current self-employed. There's the currently unemployed. Then there are the corporate to self-employment folks. So I have three distinctive audiences that I work with and multiple ways in which I can interact with them. That's what a business model multiple is. is. Um, The for your your listeners, I think what would help them in the book there's a there's a graph or more of a a graphic a Mm -hmm. a visual that looks like this. It looks like a wall of levers. All right, so this is how I look at the business model multiples. Imagine you're standing in front of a wall of levers, and I generally think most businesses can thrive really well on up to seven income streams.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Any more than that, I think, you know, it can get hard to manage. Yeah,
0: the law of so, diminishing returns shows up.
1: Exactly, so seven seems to be the sweet spot. I actually have eight income streams, but you know, one a couple of those income streams are almost passive. I don't have to devote a whole lot of energy to them. So imagine you're standing before a control panel of seven levers. What that allows you to do is this This, to me is how you can gain the most control over a self-employed business possible because it's within your control to decide which levers get pushed up, which ones get pulled down at your discretion and due to the circumstances. So in my life, for example, I've been pulling down the lever of photography for years so that I can push up the lever of coaching, consulting, speaking, all of which are separate levers. Right. Right, so the pandemic comes along. And clearly, the you you being a speaker as well, that lever got yanked down and quick. <laughs> sure did, <laughs> right? So, but it introduced a new lever, which was virtual speaking, right? So suddenly, there's a new lever. It's like, oh, I can just turn transition that lever to. But what I, what I really did is I yanked up the lever for the brand message consulting work I do, right? Because there isn't a company out there, or, or small or large, that doesn't need to reconsider their brand messaging because the world has changed. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So that kept me entirely made last year a very prosperous year for me doing work that I love, which is working with small businesses on primarily the homepage of their website, completely rebranding their messaging so that it's more compelling and working better for them in today's world. Right. So there's the business model of multiple. If you think about it, standing in front of a wall of levers, it gives you a tremendous amount of control to. Push up and down the levers based on how you want to guide your life, as well as to deal with the, uns, you know, the uncertainty and the circumstances that come along that are out of our control.
0: Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products, Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now, a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there, and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now, you can post your job for free at linkedin.com conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family that's why I do it and that's why plan to eat helps me do it The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. Building a presentation is a daunting task, especially if design doesn't come naturally. Presenting is much more nuanced than just throwing together bullet points and charts. Part of the challenge is making the experience memorable for an audience. So making presentations wasn't something I necessarily was able to do with the proper kind of, uh, you know, materials. Uh, And because of that, I I struggled not just with with the content. I've been pretty good about that, but it's putting it all together, making a complete package of a presentation. But now that I have Canva Pro... Man, I've been able to create and share presentations easier than ever. I just did a webinar not too long ago using Canva Pro's presentations, and it was fantastic. Canva Pro is the easiest way to create presentations like a pro. So whether you're presenting to your team, students, or clients, or a webinar, Canva Pro has beautiful layouts for every industry, theme, and project. If you don't know where to start, Canva Pro can help inspire your creativity with thousands of That's right, thousands of free designer-made templates that are totally customizable. Thanks to Canva Pro's time-saving tools and editing features, I can create high-quality, high-resolution presentations in minutes. I'm not a designer, and they look stunning. Plus, I can design, collaborate, share, and present on any device. And that's huge, especially considering that I like to use my iPad a lot. I have my desktop Mac. I like to have that versatility, that flexibility. That's one of the things I value. Canva Pro gives me that and more. Canva Pro comes with endless extras like 75 million premium photos of which I used in this latest presentation. Also videos, audio, and graphics. You get all this and more in just one Canva Pro subscription. Listen, you do not want to miss out on the opportunity that Canva Pro is giving productivity as podcast listeners. You can wow your audience with Canva Pro the easiest way to create presentations. Do what I did. Not not just make presentations amazingly well, but become a subscriber. Right now you can get a free 45-day extended trial. Just go to canva.me/timecrafting to get your free 45-day extended trial. You could do so much with 45 days. Canva Pro is amazing, and I highly encourage you to take advantage of this offer. That's canva.me slash timecrafting, canva.me slash timecrafting. Get that 45-day extended trial today. How do you start up when the world is upside down? Sit Down Startup is a new weekly podcast from Zendesk. The Startups team brings together entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs to discuss the latest business challenges and how to put customer experience at the heart of success. Hear from people that understand unpredictability in a coffee shop style conversation. Catch weekly fresh new episodes on Apple, Google, and Spotify. I want to shift gears for a second and talk about the third part of the book, and the third part of really the ecosystem, which I'm fascinated that this is third. You know mm. what I mean? I Like, I almost yeah. wonder – I'm curious as to why, when you're putting this together, why it is the third thing instead of maybe the first thing. Like, the daily mm. habits. Can yeah. you explain w- the reasoning why that comes not only as the third part of the book, but w- what you mean by – like? How, how it can affect you and, and the self-employed life that you're trying to lead. Yeah,
1: um, I love that you're asking this because it, there's such a, there's a business le- lesson within the, the reason um, in that in business, we often have to give people what they think they need, mm. which may or may, is likely it's not what they really need. So I refer to it as the acknowledged need versus the deeper need. When you're truly an expert in what you know and what you do, the truth of the matter is you probably know what your customers or those that you serve, you probably know what they need more than they know what to ask for. Right? Right. So if you if you give people only what they ask for, you're serving them. Mm-hmm. I, I This is my photography metaphor. Sure. I often say this on stages, that when you give people what they've asked for, you're serving them when you give people what they don't know to ask for you're seeing them and as a photographer i know the difference yeah it's right? it's
0: it's, it's kind of like the what's the uh, the old um the old ford story if i asked the audience what they would uh, have wanted they would have said a horse, faster horse, faster yeah. horse. Yeah. right <laughs>
1: Right, so in order to market something, we sometimes have to give people what they they want, and and honestly, what most self employed businesses want is is more business, mm. right? So in a way, I could have just led with business drive, but if, if in the book, business strategies is by far the meatiest section. Sure,
0: yeah,
1: right, but. I present it as personal development, business strategies, daily habits, and mindsets. You created a sandwich of sorts. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, exactly. So, it puts it right in the middle because I don't think, honestly, I don't think the book would be as – what do I think most people need? Most people need better mindsets and better daily habits Mm. so that – When you're applying all that hard work and that action, that it sticks and that it actually makes, because you can, you can, and this is one of the biggest problems in small businesses, they keep applying more strategy, more effort. But if you haven't unblocked the mindsets, that's why you feel like a hamster running on the wheel. Right. Right. Or if you haven't created the daily habits that um, with, you know, are quick, efficient, but, but actually lead to something and, and, and open your mind to creating the business that you want. Now, I will tell you, Mike, in my, in the one-to-one work that I do, I have a three-month program um, to help businesses build out their self-employed ecosystem. In that one-to-one work, we do the daily habits and mindset first. Right. Right. Because I flip it the way it is presented in the book, because when I'm working with somebody one-on-one, I'm like, all right, let's get this part of the ecosystem going because I'm going to be working with you for three months. I'm going to check in with you every time we speak
0: mm-hmm. because at
1: the end of the three weeks, I want to know that those daily habits have stuck.
0: Yeah. You need the mindset, then the method. Yep.
1: yep. So in in one-to-one work, I actually flip it because as you so keenly picked out, i wondering why is that third? It's third of the book only because people would, I don't think, would have picked up the book if that was first. It would have been... Plus, you know, this is a business book. At the end of the day, this is a business success. I don't want the book thrown into the health, sep, health self-help genre.
0: <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it, it's actually interesting because one of the things I want to, you know, as, as we, you know, get closer to wrapping up, I want to talk about something that came up in Lingo, Your, your you know, the, the book Lingo that you also wrote, yeah. is the idea of the the What's Going Right journal. See, and that's another thing. Like, I... It's such. A, it's a theme that comes up a lot on my podcast, into my work, because I think journaling is an undervalued and underused productivity tool and a business tool. Like I think that that when you put that, in pl- it tells the story, right? So, can yeah. we touch on that a little bit? Because uh, I know I'd love to. I know right out of the gate, you're right. If someone reads yeah. like why you should journal as the beginning, I mean, he, even Ryan Holiday and Stillness Is the Key buried the journaling chapter a little bit further in, right? Because it's it, it, yeah. it does have this frou frou, you know. Self-helpy kind of thing associated with it, but that's not that's not the case.
1: No, and in fact, the, the what's going right journal is the only content that I repeated in my second book, and mm. that's that's kind of taboo for an author. Right. But I, this is this is foundational to my success and the success of my clients, and it, it because I know it works, and it also is is backed by science. So the way it works, and it, it, yes, journaling can work. But here's the story behind the what's going right journal is. I could not for the life of me get a gratitude journal to work yeah. for me. Right? Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. broad and I, I just don't know what to do with it. Like I tend to be, I'm very action oriented. I like results and I like results for the people I work with. Um, I, I always say, I don't, I don't need more nice to haves in my life. I love my life. I got a lot of nice to haves. Great, grateful is grateful gratitude journals just didn't work for me. They were too broad. I'm pretty grateful uh, innately. That's just yeah, it's, who I it's, am. It's a
0: personal thing. I mean, even James Clear said when I had him on the show, he struggled with journaling. He finally, in his Clear Habits journal that he built with Baron Fig, he said yeah. it's a one line journal entry. Like that's the only way he could get it to stick. So exactly. journaling is a very personal process. But yeah. with the Go- what's going right journal, you've you've like you said you've. Well, I mean, to relate back to what you said earlier, it's there, you've niched it down a bit, right?
1: Correct. And it's basically just a process of sitting down and, and identifying what's going right. And, and the way, the reason it works, so I start every sentence, what's going right is, you know, I'm, right. I'm being introduced to great connections. What's going right is client you know i'm getting more clients coming what's going right for me is i'm staying more consistent in my daily habits like every sentence starts with what's going right because here's what we know about the brain mm. is that we are going you see more of what you focus on yep. right it goes right back to we know that and people even know that innately in their lives because they've seen the results of that so imagine the difference in your life when you're focused on what's going right because we are wired as humans to see what's going wrong absolutely I mean, always looking for the threats this start reversing what you see. And when you see what's going right, you're going to start seeing more of what's going right. And I will tell you on a personal, I started that idea, I came up with that idea, one of the low points in my personal life, you know, as we were saying earlier, there's no disconnect between your personal life and your business life. So it, at one of the lowest points in my personal life, breakup and some, you know, stuff like that, um, I, on the surface, I couldn't see a lot that was going Right. You know, I had just moved to Miami. I had, uh, was a break, a major breakup after years of being together. I decided to stay here in Miami, you know, throwing my photography business under the bus in a lot of ways. It declined much quicker financially than I expected it to. Um, you know, it was a challenging time and I was looking for some way of reversing that. And that's where this idea came from because it's hardest to see what's going right when on the surface it doesn't look like anything's going right, but if you do the work, that's how you reverse it. And mm-hmm. suddenly you start seeing more of what's going right, and you start seeing more and receiving more of what's going right. It it works. It works. Uh, makes you feel good. And it, I can tell you scientifically, I've I've seen it work.
0: And it's amazing because it's something that it's not foreign. It's not a foreign concept. Like see, no. so many people look for that magic bullet or that special app or. Or, th- you know, oh, that new fandangled system. But in, in many cases, it's, sim- it's the simplicity that scales, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's my primary productivity tool, you know, and I look at it as a productivity tool. Mm. I mean, it's part of the Daily House. It's the only content that's repeated in both of my books. And who knows how many times I'll say it in future books. But, um, hey, when something works, why not share it more than once? And this is, to me, this, it's about mindset, but it really is about productivity. Mm-hmm. It really is about uh, seeing more of what's going right so that you have more of what's going right. And you just find that you can, you, you work more productive productively when you're in flow, like we said earlier about going, working with the current.
0: So before I let you go, Jeffrey, I want to, I, I tend to ask this question as my closing cue every single time that I have a, a guest on. Um, and, and if I don't end it with this one, then, <laughs> then I think people walk away going, okay, what do I do now? Right. So, um, Someone who is listening to this right now, so you, you that's listening right now, you're like, you know what? I'm either in the self-employed life already or I know I'm headed in that direction either through maybe, like you said, maybe it's an employment issue. Maybe they're, you know, shifting careers and they're going from like their corporate job to semi-retirement. I know my friend Steve Dotto talks about the gray wave, you know, the second right. kind of that gray wave where it's like, okay, I'm done. Now what do I do with my time? If somebody is looking to uh, lean into the self-employed life, what's one simple action they can take today to start that process?
1: Gosh, and you qualified it by saying simple action.
0: I did. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's nothing simple about it. Uh, you know, the, the key is that it's it's the intersection of what I call meaning and marketability, mm. particularly for that gray wave or what I refer to in the book. There's an entire section of the book on what I call midlife uh, self employed. Right. It's, it's a huge wave, by the way. I mean, the yeah. prediction is by 20, 30, 50% of the US population is going to be self employed.
0: Steve's doing pretty well. I think Steve's yeah. found a good niche to go down. <laughs> yeah. So, um,
1: you know, I, I, this this is what I help people do. But th- if I were to say the one thing you need to do is to get really clear on the, what's the intersection between meaning and marketability, because you know what? You can you can have the most meaningful idea to you, but you have to ask yourself: Is it marketable? Mm. Right? And what makes it marketable is: does, does the do the world want it? Does the world want it? You know, you can think you've created the greatest widget in the world, but does the world want it? Is there an application for it? Is there? So that to me is is key because I think you can waste too much time. If any of you are if you're a fan of Shark Tank, I mean, how often do you hear the sharks? If it's <laughs> right, make, you know, make a comment about taking it in the back and shoot it because it's just, you yeah. know, it's 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 obvious it's a meaningful idea to the entrepreneur, but it, it, there isn't a market for it. Mm. But on the other hand, there are, uh, and this would, is not not my choice to work with this type of entrepreneur where it's just a money machine, right. you know, a lot of marketability but not a lot of meaning. Mm-hmm. And that's not my, so my, my ideal client, and I think what most people are looking for in their self-employed ventures is an intersection between meaningful work and market success. So you have to really be brutally honest with yourself is, does what I want to put out, does it have a, a, a market for it and, and be creative? I actually, I, you know, I'll back off by saying, I think almost this market for almost anything, the key is you have to define who that market is mm. and whether you have access to them.
0: See, I was going to say the simple action they can take a simple and easy are different is the simple actions. They go, they could go pick up your book, the self. Oh, That's life. obvious. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Buy my book. I'll give you all the answers. And, um,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah Actually is, I'll, yeah. I'll even say, I'll even say this a step before that. I just wasn't being too salesy, but no, honestly, no, it, no, here's it, the better <laughs> thing to do is, um, a tool I created called It's an assessment tool. So it's, uh, SelfEmployedAssessment.com. Okay. Right? So it's It's an assessment that uh, I, I spent a lot of time working out. Uh, so again, SelfEmployedAssessment.com. It asks you, this is the coach in me coming out, it prompts you to ask you all these questions so that we can determine what are you in your ecosystem, where are you strong and where are you weaker and what do you need to do about it? So that's actually a really good first step.
0: That's awesome. That's fantastic. So we'll link to that in the show notes. We'll also link to the new book, The Self-Employed Life, Business and Personal Development Strategies that Create Sustainable Success. Jeffrey, where can they pick up the book and where the, where can they keep up with you and the work you're doing?
1: So um, a, a great page to go to is theselfemployedlife.me. Uh, one of the cool things, Mike, that I think we've we've we mean my team and I and my publisher with this book is hey, I wrote a book called The Self Employed Life. I, I wanted to do my best to, to support small businesses and independent bookstores. So and not have all the book sales go through, you know, the big bohemoth out there. Yeah. So at the self-employed, uh the self-employed life.me, there are actually nine online retailers that you can choose to buy the book from and not just uh the big the big the big one. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of those support uh independent bookstores. And we're actually doing, I'm actually doing an an indie bookstore tour, virtual tour, uh, and giving free webinars to independent bookstores. So go there so you have choices and you don't have to choose you know, you don't have to turn to the most obvious place to buy the book.
0: So that's where um, we'll link to. We'll link to there yeah, and not to yeah. the usual, uh, the usual place. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's
1: maybe an extra step. But while you're there, by the way, there's tons of other free content for self-employed business owners. So I wanted to make the trip worthwhile. <laughs> so there's plenty of other things to grab there as well.
0: Jeffrey, thanks for joining me today on the Productivityist podcast.
1: Mike, thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks to Jeffrey for joining me for a productive conversation. You can find everything that we talked about in the show notes in the podcast app you are using right now, or at productivityist.com/slash podcast three eight zero. Next week, I'm joined by Mike Sturm. Mike Sturm is the author of The Wabi Sabi Way. We have a fantastic conversation. He's a productivity nerd like me, so we get into it. It's going to be another productive conversation. And if you don't want to miss that episode, plus want to have easier access to the archives, subscribe to the podcast today. And if you like what you heard, or even if you think there's room for improvement, there always is, please leave a rating and review in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining me. Until next time, I'm Mike Vardy, the host of A Productive Conversation, reminding you to stop doing productive and start being productive. See you later.